This is Inside Purple and Gold. You and I have agreed, and I think most people would agree. Um, it, it was the right move at the end of the day, right move for the Vikings, and, and honestly, probably the right move for him. Like, we'll see. Now he can – maybe he latches on with – me and Spencer, our producer, were talking about this before the you logged on, Tom. But yep. maybe he latches on with the Chiefs. Maybe he goes and chases a, a Super Bowl ring. That'd maybe be incredible. He, maybe he gets one. Um, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he kind of sucks wherever he signs next year. But maybe yeah. he, he gets to cash out and him and Caitlin and their two kids and then all of that. Like they're all set up um, even more so than they are now. Yeah, no, you're right. I think even like this year where he had Ted Lasso cleats, like there was there was kind of this sentimentality to him. Like he had, I noticed he had this like red um, helmet in his locker with a sailboat on it. And I was like, what mm-hmm. the hell is that? And he goes, Oh, that's my helmet from high school. And I was like, first of all, I asked him if we, he could put it on still. And then I was like, I don't want to get in trouble where like he puts it on and can't take it off. I was like, you just got, but, um, but you know, I was like, he still has that. And then he had like the little, um, you know, Mankato Maverick or something like that. He had like a little bobblehead in there. So, you know, there was kind of like, Hey, I remember where I'm from. He definitely talks about Detroit lakes and how he like growing up there. But mm-hmm. then there was like, it's not the showmanship of like, you know, you think of like his friends on the team, right? And it was like Cordero Patterson flash who like, um, yeah. you know, at least as a special teamer is really special. And, and we learned like probably was just used incorrectly by Minnesota, but, um, you know, like he, he didn't have that kind of charisma or like Stefan Diggs that, you know, Thielen obviously is confident in his own right, but like, it was kind of funny when those two were the star receivers and Diggs was, you know, an underdog too, right. Fifth round pick mm-hmm. had like a linebacker, I think thrown to him in, in college. Cause like Maryland was so deep in their depth chart with, in, with injuries. Um, the fact that he stayed home, you know, to look out for his family and stuff like that. So there was kind of this having the two underdogs there was great. And Diggs obviously had kind of that swagger that ended up, you know, he get get me out of here swagger. And then, you know, and then like Justin Jefferson with the gritty and stuff. And it just felt like Thielen just kind of, fit in whatever the chemistry of the locker room was whatever his role was if he was special teamer or practice squad guy or eventually star receiver or eventually seating that role right to yeah i think he did it to Diggs, and he certainly did it to justin jefferson so um there was kind of this fit in and maybe that's the toughest part here aside from obviously the story is that you always felt like he'd kind of find the fit it's just at some point i think the team's telling him like hey I'm sure they said, like, look, I think you can still play. I don't think this was a full fledged you're going to be out of the league. But I think it was yeah. like, your role is different. And Thielen's like, it's not, man. Like, I, I'm still a star. So I'm curious if he goes kind of the Kansas City route, in which case Kansas City might tell him kind of something kind of similar, right? Like, like you're not going to be our number one receiver. Or he goes somewhere where he's like, man, I think I could vault this team into the next you know level or whatever by being a star receiver, right? Even if he's not a true receiver one or whatever, like mm-hmm. he may go somewhere where he gets, you know, at least gets the yardage, gets, you know, a bigger role or whatever. But I'll be curious to track it as much as we probably won't remember where he ends up in the moment. It's curious to see like what his route is because it'll show you what he prioritizes. Is it getting back above a thousand yards, right? Or is it, I need to get a ring before I get out of here. Yeah, no doubt. Quick one more nugget before we we kind of wrap this thing. We'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the things he did for the community too. We talked mm-hmm. about like, obviously how he had you know, a ton of pride in being from Detroit lakes, um, being from Mankato, obviously being a Minnesotan playing for Minnesota's team, the Minnesota Vikings, but the Adam Thielen foundation, you know, it opened the door for a lot of uh, youth across the state. Um, some of like the big projects that, that stand out. Like I remember him and his wife, Caitlin uh, installed lights at, at Brooklyn center high school, like that, 
that high school could not afford lights. And at that point, uh, you know, never played night games. And, you know, one of my, one of my best friends went to Brooklyn center um, and he still kind of keeps in touch with people, you know, in that area. Um, and just like something as simple as that, which like we don't think about, but like Adam Thielen, obviously connected to to Minnesota, connected to the Friday night lights atmosphere within Minnesota football. Um, you know, something as simple as, donating which i say simple and it was probably quite expensive but lights yeah. to, a, to a stadium so they can have night games um things like that um he recently redid a, a weight room in, in at one of the city schools in st paul so he was always giving back um and that was another cool part about him is that like he didn't forget where he came from and he also made sure to like use his platform to like amplify and and, and kind of give back um in ways that probably um, he didn't think he'd be able to, um, you know, heading into his professional career. Yeah. He said something. I remember he, uh, he was like the Vikings man of the year and he, you know, he, um, the Thielen foundation, it's, I mean, it's a big deal, right? You see like even a tire, people wearing the tire and he's touched mm-hmm. so many different lives with it. Um, but you know, he was, he said something like, I didn't, like I wasn't supposed to be here or whatever. And it's crazy that like at that stage of, in, of his career with everything he's accomplished, he still kind of held that chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, that almost seemed to be like a driving force. I mean, aside from the fact that obviously he has the resources in order to do all this stuff and the, the platform, but it was funny that like, I noticed that and I was like, I get it. If you say that in 14 or you say that even in 17. Right. But like when we're getting into 22, you're like, you've already accomplished a lot. Like it almost, again, I feel like 17 was that threshold where all of a sudden I just thought of him as a star player. Obviously I knew his background or whatever, but like that changed in my mind. I don't think it changed in his, like, I think he still saw it as I had, I'm the dude that I like walk on the team and had to go through step on every stone coming up. And so like, if that drives you to do that, I think we can forgive him for being like, I'm not taking a pay cut at the end of my career and finishing it somewhere else. So yes, I think it's really important what he's done for the community. It's probably a, or it is a model for, for other players and it's fortunate that like it was congruent with with things the vikings have done in general what other t- players on the vikings have done and like um yeah i mean it, again it just tells you like wherever this pit stop is as he is his career winds down he will be part of the minnesota vikings lore and again i, I it's just never been held against a player who finished somewhere else like again i think it's a nice storybook ending it's not how it usually is yeah all right We'll leave it there. It's Friday afternoon. The weekend's going to roll and, and, and other things are going to happen. So maybe you'll be hearing from us sooner. Just like kind of tallying it all up. The Vikings have now cut Eric Kendricks to save $9.5 million. Adam Thielen to save about $6.4 million. And, um, you know, like two minutes before we hopped on this podcast, they yeah, waived Cameron yeah. Danzler, which frees up about $2.7-ish million. They're still... I think about $7 million over the cap. If my like pen and paper math is, is I think correct. That's about right. Yep. Um, so they have to make some more moves. It maybe it's Harrison Smith. Maybe it's Dalvin cook. I think me and Tom both agree. It's probably not giving contract, a big contract extension to Kirk cousins. That yeah. doesn't seem to fit in, you know, align with what they're doing right now. Um, but we'll see. And like I said, it's Friday afternoon. Maybe you'll be hearing from us. Saturday morning when, when they make another big roster move, but changes are coming in Minnesota. Um, a microcosm of that change is obviously Adam Thielen being released. Um, that's all we have for this episode of inside purple and gold for Dane Mizutani. 
Tom Schreier. We will talk to you next time, probably sooner rather than later. <laughs>